Dallas Cowboys, all pro right guard Zach Martin is threatening to hold out of training camp. What did the Cowboys do from here? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We got some breaking Cowboys news. Zach Martin threatening to hold out. So we thought we'd bring in the absolute best cap analyst there is out there. It's our friend, Brad Spielberger. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, what's going on, sir? You know, just hanging out, waiting for training camp to start. And I guess some of these narratives to start coming down the pike. I mean, this is the time where we get contracts done, right? We saw Alex Highsmith get a deal uh, done on Wednesday morning. And then we see that Zach Martin threatening to hold out. So before we even get into what's he worth, what are the Cowboys going to do? How did we get here? Yeah, so, you know, Martin, a couple years ago, 2018 now, so not more than a couple of years, signed that six-year extension back when players were willing to do things like that. And and what those deals did is obviously you would get this very high, you know, total value, average per year, all those things. But the trade-off of the team control basically through your entire career, um, we're seeing it play out in real time. And so what happened here was Zach Martin's deal was, you know, because he was clearly the best guard in the NFL or in that conversation the entire duration of the deal, a lot of other guys couldn't break through. He was at $14 million per year, and, and it's still $14 million per year is still top five all-time among guards and top 10 or, among right guards and top 10 among all guards in terms of average per year on a multi-year deal. So I think there was not really a reason to get upset. Yeah, maybe some guys passed him by a little bit here and there, but he'd probably say, you know what? I'm still near the top of the market. I might be kind of capping the market because of how good I am. But now, when you have two guards making $20 million plus, I don't care how old he is. I don't care about anything. He has every right to say, you know, I want to get a little bit more in the last couple earning years of my NFL career. So the Cowboys have actually done this twice with offensive linemen, right? Tyron Smith got it. I think it was like an eight-year extension, yep. uh, you know, right after his rookie deal. They did it with Zach Martin. He got a six-year extension. If you were a team, you know, and you were advising a front office, would you continue to kind of advocate for these, you know, really long deals? Or maybe not because this is what happens at the end. They, they want to, you know, some of these players want to renegotiate. They want to get some more guaranteed money. What are just your general thoughts on short-term versus long-term contracts? Yeah, from a team perspective, you want the longest deal possible, right? Because as soon as the money is not guaranteed, it doesn't actually matter. I mean, I would sign a guy to a 100-year deal if he'd take it because, you know, two or three years in, the guarantees run out. And then, you know, if he gets upset, sure, you try to work through that. And obviously in today's NFL, you know, we're seeing players, you know, empowered to say I'm not showing up or I need new money. And teams are kind of curving to those requests. But at the end of the day, you also could just say, yeah, well, we think it's fine, so either show up or don't. And if you don't, we'll just fine you, recoup all the money, uh, and you'll earn nothing, and, and a year will go by, right? So you do still have kind of all the leverage in the world, whereas the short-term deals, you know, guys can come back to the table earlier on, try to get more money as, as fast as possible. So, yeah, it's going to go away. We're not going to see an eight- or a six-year extension, I think, outside of quarterback maybe uh, for a while. But, yeah, teams teams did that for a reason. And, and like I said, I mean, you saw why those two guys are still playing. I think Tyron Smith deal is the oldest deal in the NFL. 
and I think Zach Martin's is top five oldest in the NFL. They've they've saved tens of millions of dollars on both guys. Well, not only that, they've they've also been able to restructure that deal. How many different times to just free up some extra cap space? Like that is the benefit of having these really long deals on contracts or on your books is they give you so much flexibility. But I also understand why. Zach Martin would be a little bit ticked off, right? Like he's been the best yard in football for at least four, five years now. And there's no guaranteed money left on his deal. Does Zach Martin have a legitimate case to be like, Hey, you've got to pay me more money. And what, what, what could he do if the Cowboys decide, you know, we're not giving you any more money. We're going to let you play out this contract. What, what kind of leverage does he have? So he definitely has the right to ask. I think people will quickly point to, oh, well, he's 32 years old, turns 33 this season. Sure, but you also see, I mean, Jason Kelsey's the highest paid center in the NFL. Uh, you know, the last two off seasons in a row has signed one-year deals to become the highest paid player at his position, and he's the same age. And then you see you know, tackles like a Trent Williams and even, you know, Andrew Whitworth and so on and so forth that played into their, you know, 40s, you know, Jason Peters, et cetera. So there's enough precedent where I think you say, look, I'm still, I know I'm still going to be good for two, three more years. I should make, you know, X more dollars over that stretch. Maybe it doesn't try to reset the market, but definitely says I shouldn't be making six and a half million dollars per year less than Chris Lindstrom, you know, sure. all respect to Chris Lindstrom, but like, you know, we had to bridge that gap. So Here's the thing, like we talked about, technically, like he doesn't really have a lot of levers to pull. If they want to play play bully and just say boo-hoo, fig, you know, we don't care, they can. But I think with a guy of his stature, a first ballot Hall of Famer, a Cowboys Ring of Honor guy the day he retires, all those things, you're going to lose the locker room. You're going to lose veteran support, leadership, all those things. You know, he can create a fuss without even really doing much. I'm not saying he's going to you know, go around texting guys, hey, let's all yell at Jerry Jones. Like, I think it just shows – a bit of a lack of respect and all those things. And the last piece for me is you've also seen on the other side of the coin, a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, who kind of because of injuries, maybe couldn't play quite up to the level of his deal. Him saying, you know what? You're right. I'll take more guarantees for less money. I'll work with you. You can't only have that avenue and have guys work with you in one direction and then not also correct market inefficiencies when it goes the other way. So I'll be honest, when I first saw the Adam Schefter tweet, it, it came up on my phone and all I saw was like Dallas Cowboys, all pro guard, Zach Martin. I thought he retired. Like I honestly, I, I thought that's what the tweet was going to be. And so my question to you is, could Zach Martin theoretically retire to, to you know, give himself a little bit more leverage? Like, hey, if you don't pay me anymore, I'm just going to retire and you guys are going to be without a right guard. Point. Yeah, I mean, that, that basically would be your leverage. And he, he's made a plenty of money. He's got all the accolades one could possibly want, at least from an individual standpoint. That probably would be the threat, right? I mean, I think Aaron Donald, I won't say it's entirely a threat, but his contract last offseason, like, he, he definitely was considering retirement. And I think if he didn't get, you know, a crazy, crazy new contract, uh, you know, that's the best incentive you can get to, to return. But, sure. yes, that, that is that is certainly in his back pocket, and, and it wouldn't be an empty threat. I mean, the guy, like I said, he's a pretty old player. Um, it, it would be a legitimate stance, I'm sure, if he said it. And I don't think he would have to pay back any money that he's earned or anything no. like that, correct? No. So you technically can recoup signing bonus money that, that's already been paid out. You can recoup the allocation that goes towards that year. You almost never see it. Like Andrew Luck, they didn't touch yeah. his money. The one big case was Calvin Johnson. Um, and I think Calvin Johnson stepped foot in the facility for the first time like a couple weeks ago for the first time in like a decade. Like it's just, again, it's not optics you want. I think Dallas in particular, you know, they tout up wearing the star, going to the mm-hmm. – you know, like you just can't I, – I think it's just – it's a very, very bad look. 
All right, so let's talk about how the Dallas Cowboys can fix this situation and what type of uh, money that Zach Martin deserves next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown. We know a little something about CeeDee Lamb. Looking to make a smooth turn in your fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East receivers. That's CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys and A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. A letter-perfect guaranteed early fit. You can count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott in the Dallas Cowboys' new-look passing offense to big numbers and Brown revving up Jalen Hurts' downfield throwing often again in Philadelphia. Two absolutely phenomenal players that you can grab at the end of round one and at the beginning of round two. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure that it's the right fit fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that your, you know, fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. It's really that simple. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, we are back with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Go check him out on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. I'll be honest, Brad, like my concern level here is like a three. I, it just, it feels like this is going to get done. How do you anticipate the Cowboys making things right here with Zach Martin? Scenario is something you've seen across the NFL a bunch of times, Stephon Gilmore, Travis Kelsey, et cetera. And that is because you still have the 2024 year with a $13 million salary. And I'm sure Zach would rather get like a new deal or new guarantees, et cetera. But you just say, okay, we're going to shift I don't know, $7 million of the 13, you know, into 2023. So we're basically going to convert this salary, give it to you as a bonus, pay you right now. And it does reduce the following year's salary. Like a Daniel Hunter, for example, who is owed five and a half million this year. He's not going to play for, but, and that way you technically aren't actually giving like more money or new money. You're just moving money around. Um, It happened with Travis Kelsey as well. Like I mentioned. So, I think that's probably like your your, your last ditch effort. Like that's the last thing that, that could happen here. Or he says, "No, I want tack on two new years. I want a full signing bonus. I want to I want a brand new contract." Um, is also a possibility. But I'm guessing they try to just say, "Hey, 
We'll give you a bunch more money, and then we'll revisit after this season. And now that you're going into a final contract year and the salary has been reduced by this move, then we'll talk about a new deal. I think they can try to go that route first. Couldn't it be just as simple as, hey, he has no guaranteed money left on his deal. Let's guarantee some more of your salary and just kind of move on. Or is that too simple? Uh, you can guarantee all of next year, I suppose, and say, all right, we're going to give you $13 million fully guaranteed a year out. But, like, guaranteeing this year doesn't do anything. He's going to be there. He's going to play. Yeah, right. and, and as you know, like, you know, as soon as you're a veteran on the roster, you know, week one, you're then effectively, you know, have that money locked in. So, and also, I guess they already converted his deal. Like you mentioned, they've converted a million times. His salary, I think, is $1.7 million this year. So it's not even like that would make a chunk. I think, yeah, you could just say, all right, we'll guarantee the entirety of next year. It's something. It's certainly not a bad you know, outcome, but if I'm him, I want cash in my pocket right now. I, I agree. Now, here's the one thing that I am concerned a little bit about is should the Cowboys get into the business of giving a guard, which we can have a debate on the value of guards at a different time, but giving like a, a guard a third contract with still two years left on the deal, that just seems like a little bit of a recipe for disaster, like ripping up this very good contract that you have on your books and then giving out more money for a guy that's going to be 33, 34, 35 years old. Is that something that you would be concerned about at all? I would say here in a general sense, yes. What I would say here is let's say a player, you know, let's say Trevon Diggs brings that up in, in, in extension conversations. So, okay, if you sign a six-year deal and four years into it, you think you need a better new one, we'll revisit that. Because the odds a guy plays, you know, through the remaining years and then through – four extension years is close to 0%. So yeah. that's kind of how I would argue it is like, yeah, this is a unique circumstance. It's not like he signed a three-year extension and then one year in, he's coming back to the table. It's, yeah, he's played out, because I'm, I'm guessing he probably had two years left on his deal when he signed the six. So he's played, yeah. I think, six years on this deal. Um, you're just never going to see that again. So I, I, the question is completely valid, but I think it's because this is a relic of a contract, I do think it's a different situation um, than others. And I do think guards can just age better than some of the other positions. I mean, you mentioned some of the other offensive linemen that have played a really long time in the NFL, even Tyron Smith, Trent Williams, Jason Peters. Like, it's just a position that you can get quality play at the age of 34, 35. Like, that's just not uncommon. But I want your kind of final prediction here. Like, what do you think ultimately happens with Zach Martin? Do you think he gets a new deal? Do you think the Cowboys shift some money around? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I really think he is going to push for maybe adding one or two years onto it. Um, just because, like, we haven't really seen a decline yet, right? Like we're talking about, you can play. We've seen a lot of offensive linemen play late into their, you know, 30s. He's a guy that, I mean, obviously he's a special athlete, special, you know, talent. But it's not like you're going to expect some sort of drop-off or, or, or steep decline because he's going to, like, lose the ability to do what he's doing right now. And I think it's going to be a decent chunk, right? Like, I think he, again, I don't think he's going to ask for 20-plus, but... Let's say you tack on, you know, two years, 30, but really what you're doing is you give him a signing bonus for $15 million, like a decent chunk, something like that. You guarantee all of 2024, and then you really don't guarantee 20, uh, 25, 26. It's kind of just a placeholder yep. and, and a way to move cap hits around. I think that would make sense for all parties. So basically you're telling Cowboy fans to like relax, like this is going to be fine. They're going to figure this out in the next couple of weeks or so. I think so. I really do. I, I I don't. Part of it is I don't think CeeDee Lamb gets done this offseason. I know there's been some rumblings. It's just very rare for a guy, a non-quarterback, to get a deal after year three if they have that fifth-year option at their disposal. I mean, like Nick Bosa is 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 trying to get a deal now. You know, after his fourth year, like you know, I don't think Justin Jefferson gets done this offseason either, and so on and so forth. So, in my opinion. 
You still have a year to CD. You still have two years to Micah, unless they just sort of like, hey, let's just pay this guy as soon as humanly possible, which might not be the worst idea. But but that's why I think like you can get Martin's money off the books before we're even paying those guys, yep. um, at least from a cap hit standpoint. I'm glad that you brought up CD Lamb and Trayvon Diggs because those are the guys that are in line to get contract extensions next. I want to talk about how a Zach Martin deal might affect their deal and who's going to get paid first next. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day or so on tomorrow's show, we actually have a, another PFF guest. we got Sam Munson coming on the show to talk about a couple of the Cowboy players inside the top 50. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Brad, I got just one last question for you. Zach Martin, I, we think, of, is going to get some new money. Is this going to have any kind of impact on whether the Cowboys can pay CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, any of those players? I'll answer that. Uh, Steven and Jerry Jones might say, oh, it's so tough. And, oh, yeah, they are not in the top half of cash spending in the NFL this year with a veteran contract quarterback. They are about 20th in cash spending. So they can say whatever they want. It's not impeding their ability to do business. And look, they've been aggressive. Obviously, you trade for Brandon Cooks, trade for Stephon Gilmore. Like, I'm not knocking them and saying they haven't been trying to improve this football team and spend some resources. But yeah, they're spending $235 million. They're a team spending $300 million on their roster this year. So yeah. they might say yes. The short answer is no. <laughs> Who do you think gets paid first? Between Because they've got a lot of deals coming up between C.D. Lamb. He's going into the what the fourth year of his five-year contract, including the fifth-year option. Trayvon Diggs entering the last year of his deal. They've got Terrence Steele on the, uh, the restricted free agent uh, tag. They've got Micah Parsons, who you mentioned. They've got some other free agents. Who do you think gets done first? Glad you mentioned Steele, too, because I actually think you kind of buy yourself time here where let's say he doesn't get hurt. You're probably more focused on extending him than you are taking care of Zach Martin. But now, you know, unless he's having a miraculous recovery, and I hope he is, but I think you now say, you know, we're going to let you play out your restricted free agent year, and then we still love to keep you around. I think he's proven to be a very good football player, but that also kind of buys you some time. So I probably would have said him if he was healthy, but I'll go Trayvon Diggs. Yes, they brought Gilmore in, but that's basically a one-year, maybe a two-year solution. Um, and, you know, the market's going to be interesting. How high can he get is going to be interesting. Um, but I think they will try to get something done with him this offseason if they can. Uh, Terrence Steele is fascinating to me because we he played really well last year before he got hurt. But now he's got the injury. The two years before that, he graded out as like one of PFF's worst graded offensive tackles. So how do you pay somebody who was an undrafted free agent coming off an injury with only like a, you know, a 10 game sample size of really good production. And then oh by the way, you look at like the tackle market now, I mean, you get guys like Mike McGlinchey was at 21 million a year that Mike McGlinchey got something like that. Like where does Terrence Steele slot into all of this? I don't know. McGlinchey got about 18, 21 would have been, would have been insane. 18, 18. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, but well, it, maybe but it, I saw a, those fake agent numbers that we always I'm sure see you the did. first day of free agency. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you did. No, no, but it's, it's a great point, though. I will say this about tackle, um, and we've seen this historically. Like the, these explosions are are normal. Like guys that just kind of figure things out. Um, and so what we can't see, of course, is the work that goes on behind the scenes, how he looks in all their practices, and and everything coming together. But I mean, even guys that are now like Hall of Fame guys, like David Bakhtiari, like didn't grade very well for us his first, I think, two seasons. And then year three, he was like one of our highest graded pass blockers in the entire NFL. They get a deal done, et cetera. It's happened a bunch. So um, I think that, you know, you're not super concerned about like, you know, the explosion recently. But I do think the torn ACL is probably going to say, you know, what, we're not going to pay you now. Or if we do, it's going to be a pretty big discount that maybe you don't even want to take yourself. I think they let him play it out. 
Because, I mean, you have some flexibility, too, right? You do have options behind him. You know, I mean, Tyron Smith's probably getting near the end of his career, but yeah. Tyler Smith clearly has position flexibility. Um, you know, so you're not, it's, not, it's not a pressing matter right now. I think he plays out the year. It wouldn't be the start of Dallas Cowboys training camp if we didn't have some kind of contract stuff going on, right? This, <laughs> now it officially feels like football season. I'm so glad it's back. I'm so glad that we had Brad on the podcast. We'll have him back again, I promise you guys. I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day or so, we've got Sam Munson on the show tomorrow, so make sure you check that out. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show over on YouTube. You can follow Brad on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time.